BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, happy new year. I can't believe it's 2020 already, which is fucking nuts. We're in a totally different decade. I hope everyone had a really great new year celebration and holiday. And I just wanted to, you know, spring into the new year showing you something really fun and exciting, which is our live show from NYC with Nick Bial, Tori Piskin, Justin McLeod, and Alyssa Coscarelli. I think you're really going to love it. I love it. And right now, only Patreons have access to it, but I'm going to let you listen to it too, because I think it's really hilarious. I think everyone has a really different perspective and it's awesome. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And don't forget, in just a few weeks is our show in D.C., at City Winery. So go to wemetatacme.com slash tour and snag those last tickets. I will catch you in the new year. Y'all ready for We Met at Acme Live? <laughs> Lindsay's going to interview the panel for about an hour and then she'll take your questions for a Q&A section. So start thinking now and get them ready. Without further ado, the Bowery Ballroom would love to welcome Lindsay Metzlar of We Met at Acme. <laughs> Thank you so much for your patience. We were, yeah, no, that's perfect. We were actually um, waiting on a panelist and it wasn't Nick. He was on time, can you believe it? So I just wanna introduce our amazing guests. We have Nick Bial. <laughs> We've got Alyssa Coscarelli. We've got Justin McLeod. And Tori Piskin. So, cool. Okay, you have your mic. You have your mic. Perfect. All right. Oh. I love you too. (laughs) So, we're going to start. So, I'll just start the way our podcast usually starts. So, hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. We're going to start with Tori to my left. Tori, how old are you and where are you from? I'm 28 years old and I'm from New York City. Yeah. Specifically where I should say I'm from? 
Sure. Is there more specific than that? Um, well, I was going to say my home address, but then I forgot my parents <laughs> still live there. <laughs> so then I was like, maybe not. <laughs> Although I want a stalker, so. Okay. Yeah, it's good to have a stalker. It yeah. makes you feel important, you exactly. know, if they're not scary. <laughs> um, Justin, what about you? Uh, I'm 35. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Awesome. Awesome. And Alyssa? Hi, I'm 25 years old, and I'm from Florida slash Georgia. Love it. Wait, explain the Florida slash. Born in Florida, raised in Georgia. Very cool. Moved around a lot. Love it. And what about you, Nick? Hi, I'm Nick. I'm 38, and I'm from Milwaukee. Awesome. It's a youthful 38. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Nick, we're going to start with you, and then we'll we'll go back this way. Um, What do you do? What do I do? I have a podcast called The Vile Files. I don't know if anyone listens. Um, I also spend most of my time owning and operating an essential oil company called Natural Habits. Um, We specialize in USDA organic uh, essential oil blends. Um, And then I've been doing some acting, theatrical work, and um, influencing the internet. Very cool. Very cool. What about you, Alyssa? Um, I'm a new-ish freelancer. I left my job as a fashion editor at the end of last year. Um, Since been doing my own thing, a little bit of writing, a little bit of consulting, a little bit of influencing the internet, like Nick said. So it's fun. Yeah, it's not bad. Love it, love it. And uh, Justin, I just I just have one job. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Must be nice. Uh, What's that like? uh, CEO of Hinge. Nice. Oh wow, we got some Hinge users in the audience. Well, we're going to be getting, we have a lot of Hinge-related questions for you. Great. Um, I want you to talk for me on Hinge right now. (laughs) Tori, what about you? Um, I'm a comedian. I do stand-up and I make funny videos. And I also have a podcast with my mom called Gata for My Mama. And it's an amazing podcast. Yeah. It is, as is Nick's. Um, So, obviously, you know, if you're a We Met at Acme listener, you know that Astrology is important, and I think everyone is curious what signs we're working with here. So, Tori, will you start us off? Okay, so I'm a Taurus Gemini. Love it. Right on the cusp. On the cusp, so like May, May 9th, 20th. May 20th, there you go. Justin? Uh, I'm, an, I'm an Aries. Pretty oh, wow. What's, what's your exact day? March 28th. Oh, that's my half birthday. It's a good day. It's a good day. (laughs) Alyssa? I'm a Libra, Capricorn, rising, Virgo, moon. Love it. Love it. And Nick? I am a Libra. Yeah, you are. And We have the same birthday. Nick and I have the same birthday. So there you go. Which is when? Which means... um, So tell me about September 28th. Oh, okay, okay. Would that mean you'd be good at dating each other or bad? It's hit or miss. Okay. And which means that Justin's born on both of our half birthdays. So we're all connected. So you need a thruple. (laughs) You guys need a thruple. So we're going to be a thruple (laughs) as a result. Um, Okay. So I I was going to save this question, but I have to ask right away because so many people are curious. Justin, what happened to the height feature on Hinge? What the you have to pay? You gotta monetize that app, bro. This, this is controversial. Explain. He took his glasses off, so he's ready to explain. <laughs> and they're like the tiniest glasses. He's like, I'm getting serious here. You have to pay for the pleasure to see if he's 6'2". Clearly. 
So why are people paying for the height? I mean, it's uh, smart, not going to lie, but... I mean, we still display height for everyone, so if you want to make decisions, yes or no, and we learn your taste over time, but um, we, we actually developed a policy around what we, what we thought should be paid for and what we thought shouldn't be paid for and things that had to do with inclusivity and making sure it was accessible to everyone you, you don't have to pay for, but things that were sort of just pure preference, you have to, you have to pay for, and that's just kind of part of the game. So, mm. sorry. Interesting, interesting. I think it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> So how also short guys were getting discriminated against and oh. and we got a lot of complaints. So have you been getting complaints for the short guys? You're not wrong. Like have you been getting emails oh, from def- short oh, guys? Oh, definitely. You have. Definitely. Wow, like well, a short we get, guy. We get a lot of emails, but among those are ones from short guys who felt they were getting discriminated against. Wow. Yeah. Well, actually, and I mentioned this upstairs, but um, David Yaris, who's the CEO of JSwipe, he came on the podcast, and he was like, we don't do height because I'm looking out for my Jewish guys out there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're going to go straight into, starting with Nick, what's the most overlooked red flag in dating? Wow. Uh, The most overlooked red flag? Yeah. That's like a big question you just pop me with. (laughs) Um, Hmm. I don't think there is a, a singular biggest red flag. I think there's preference. You, you what? <laughs> you, you boo me? <laughs> uh, what, did, what is yours? Um, yeah, I think it can vary. I think there's personalities that vary. Um, like not liking your mom, I guess that's a big one, right? But yeah, I don't know. The biggest? Uh, let me think. Get back to me. Okay, we'll get back to you, Alyssa. I don't know about the biggest, but not putting the seat down... Mm. after they pee it's like really bro like this yeah. isn't gonna work is that after or before you asked him and he still doesn't do it but like the first Why time do he doesn't do ask? it it's not that hard if it's your own apartment a lot of things aren't hard we still do it <laughs> that's a red flag that's what she me. said <laughs> uh justin i don't know if i ever found any like clear Clear red flags that weren't obvious red flags. Yeah. Um, let me think. But you you can't do something if it's not hard. <laughs> Sorry, I thought about that. Don't ask me. <laughs> anyway. I just find if if I just can't have like that natural back and forth conversation. I mean, my I'm married now. Been married for a while. Way to brag. Uh, oh wait, I was just gonna ask your current relationship status. So. So married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happily married. Uh, we're actually expecting a, a boy, oh baby my boy. God, congrats. Oh, thank you. I just Next became month. an aunt two oh, days ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. He's actually here tonight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone like swarms for a baby. They're like, where? <laughs> Where's the baby? Um, okay, so not having a connection with someone. Well, I think like that that natural conversation. Like Kate and I still go out and we just like still can't like stop talking to each other, right? And I think I've also had those relationships that it's it's just kind of like it just yeah. dies. Like mm-hmm. you push it out there and then it What dies. is Kate's birthday? She's a cancer. June oh. June twenty seventh. That's really nice. Yeah, like That's hardcore really nice. cancer. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> We're is in cancer season, so we're... hardcore cancer. <laughs> what? There's no such thing as a hardcore cancer. Oh yeah, no, there is. You, you should no. Kate. <laughs> she, she must be very emotional. Softcore, softcore. <laughs> and like into family. Yes. 
Very much so. There Protective mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. unit. And Tori, what's a most overlooked red flag for you? Ooh, I think I'm getting to the point now where I can't take if a guy can't make a plan. Mm. So annoying. <laughs> like, why do yeah. I have to set up the date? Yeah. So annoying. They're like, where do you want to go? I'm like, where do you want to go? Yeah. And they're like, what's your neighborhood? I'm like, Williamsburg. They're like, know any good places? I'm like, do you know any? It's like, yeah. I'm just repeating what you're saying. It's like, why don't you just look at your own text and answer it? Yeah. You so know? fucking annoying. It's so fucking annoying. Beyond. And Tori, what's your current relationship status? Um, I'm single. I don't know why I said, um, I knew what it was. <laughs> I was like, um. <laughs> you, you know, you have to think about it a little I bit. Think. And Justin, you're married. How long have you been married? Uh, we've been, well, we met when we were uh, 19. She was 18. And oh. yeah, well, we were, we dated on and off for a few years and then we didn't speak to each other for eight years. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but was, I thought you guys just talk all the time. You can't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, except those eight years where she wouldn't speak to me. But, um, <laughs> uh, but then we got back together. Uh, it's a long, it's Why a long Why wouldn't story. she speak to you? Um... Well, what'd you do, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was a, I was a train wreck in, in college and yeah. uh, like a really big train wreck. And I sort of, at the end of it was just like, you need to save yourself and I'll never love you. And you just have to, I know it was rough, but if, if she stuck around, like I was, I was getting like sent off to rehab all the time. I was just like wrecking yeah. her life. We broke up like seven times. I was like, please just like run away. So she did. And then we didn't speak for four years, but then I like got my life back together this, this could go on. This is a long story. But I got my life back together. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, reached out to her four years later. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I've got my life back together. And she said, you know, it's too late. I'm living in London with this other guy. And This is like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I started Hinge, like, the next week. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, I'm going to meet someone on Hinge. And yeah, did, exactly. Did you meet anyone on Hinge? I met the- a lot of people on Hinge. But um, ultimately, I just compared them all to Kate. So... That's really cute. But it's also like giving a lot of people false hope because it's like if a guy says to you, I'll never love you, he's then going to marry you and you're going to be pregnant with his kid. What do you really mean? And yeah, but five years <laughs> later, so you yeah. should get yours, you know? Yeah, yeah true. Um, we'll get back to that. Yeah, for sure. Alyssa, what is your current relationship status? I'm in a long-distance relationship. Oh, yeah. wow. Is anyone in a long-distance relationship out there? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's okay. That tell you I expected like at least uh, one person. Like literally not one person. Well, how did you meet? Um, we met on a work trip, but nothing really happened then. We just started hanging out afterward and the rest is history. What is What was he doing on the work trip? Does he he was the photographer influence? on the trip. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then he moved nothing to LA. Nothing better than a photographer boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> they come in like, I have an Instagram boyfriend who's <laughs> actually a photographer. Um, no, but he actually moved to LA shortly after we met. So I was kind of like, ugh, so much for that. Like, would have been cute, but oh well. Um, but then we kept it going. So he lives in LA. I live here. And how long have you good. guys been together? Uh, like a year and a half. Cute. What's his birthday? He's a Leo through and through. Oh, yeah. wow. We love Leos. Yeah, he's a good one. Good. And Nick, current relationship status? I'm single. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so Nick, I have to ask you some questions that I'm pretty sure all the girls in here want to know. We might as well get them over with, but apparently people want you to explain the Luke drama 
on this current season of The Bachelorette? What do you guys want to know? Um, I actually think it's interesting. Um, I, I, uh, I'm not a fan of Luke. I think it's been an interesting season um, talking about religion and sex. And uh, I empathize with Hannah because I think a lot of people, it's easy to criticize the lead for the choices they make in terms of keeping people around, but who among us have not liked someone who maybe our friends and family didn't like? Um, we thought we could fix them, we wanted to see the good in them, but we were just initially attracted to them, whether it was physically, emotionally, or in Hannah's case, spiritually. Um, and thank God those people that you all were dating or we were dating didn't have a camera or a microphone on them so their friends and family could criticize them. Um, I think it's really interesting because uh, Hannah really likes Luke, and I think if uh, the season started, if, if Hannah met a guy in a bar or all the guys in a bar uh, night one, it's Luke who she's going home with. It was his seasons to, to lose, and it sounds like he's doing a good job losing it. So I think that's why you're seeing her struggle. She really likes him. And I think she's very connected through her faith and religion, which I think a lot of people can relate to. But uh, whether you agree with her religion or not, I mean, she's still young and she's very drawn to that. And I think it's fascinating to see someone like Hannah be so connected with her faith. But like she's fighting this kind of progressive mentality that she's getting as she kind of explores the world. And I think it's been fun to watch. So she's very religious is what I'm getting. Yeah, she's very open about her faith and religion. But didn't she, not that this can't be, not that you can't do this if you're religious, but didn't she say publicly that she had sex before? Uh, there's a lot of people in this room who are religious who've had sex. Um, right. You know, let's hear it. Um, <laughs> but, I, and that's when I, that was my point, is that you're seeing this season for the first time, The Bachelor talk about religion and sex so openly, and sometimes a double standard, and I think for people, I grew up in a very religious household, and religion's great. Um, if you have a connection with God, that's awesome, but sometimes religion can make you feel shame and judgment, and um, I think you see Hannah uh, dealing that with Luke, who's literally shaming her often, and her ability to push back while still not feeling discouraged by connecting with her faith. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes. Join me every Monday for a new episode of my podcast, Recovering From Reality. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, I'm here to deliver intimate conversations and expert insights to empower you on the road towards authentic wellness. So are you ready to recover from reality? Alyssa, is it important for you to date someone who's also into fashion or like at least who dresses themselves well as someone who does not at all I'm actually attracted to quite the opposite my boyfriend Mm. wears like entirely old navy oh wow (laughs) and like dad brands he finds in like google ads yeah um so and I'm not trying to fight that so it's actually kind of nice he brings me back down to earth when I'm like too caught up in my bubble there was like one time I didn't get into a fashion show and I was extremely upset and I was talking to him about it and he was like wait, you're mad because you're not going to be in a certain room at a certain time? And I was like, actually, yeah, when you put it that way, it's really fucking dumb. So right. I guess I'm okay. So it's nice. It's nice to he have someone. He gets it, though. Like, he understands it, but he's mm-hmm. not in it. So it's nice. Yeah, that yeah. is nice. Didn't you, not to bring up, like, an ex, but didn't you <laughs> date someone who wrote, like, a blog that, like, went viral? Yeah. Can you explain that story to us? Sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I dated someone, yeah, I dated someone who wrote a blog that went viral. Um, I dated him after the fact. It's called 40 Days of Dating. I don't know if you guys know it, but 
Um, I didn't know about it at the time when we were dating, but ultimately um, that relationship was a lot like dating Taylor Swift because he continued to write about our relationship <laughs> publicly mm-hmm. on the internet, both during and for a long time afterwards. So uh, it wasn't great. But then again, like his argument is like, you know, it was my experience too and I can like share it how I will and... It's beautiful in a way what he creates, but it also like kind of pushed a line where I was like, okay, this is all like really personal and it's all kind of out there and people know that we were together so people can put two and two together. Right. So it got complicated, but the internet's weird. So we have to deal with stuff that like our parents never had to deal with. Yeah, so that's totally. That's a prime example. It's like an online diary. It's a <laughs> yeah. lot. It's all out there. Yeah. And Tori, you've been vocal about having issues with anxiety in the past, which is, like, so cool of you. Um, Rock on. Yeah. (laughs) How does that affect your dating life and relationships, if it does? Um, I think at first, when I bring up my anxiety, I mean, I also, I think everyone has different forms of anxiety. I have, like, weird quirks. Like, I hate, I'm scared of elevators. (laughs) I heard one person, me too, out of 100. Everyone's like, one person. Um, I like to bring it up right away. I'm not like, I'm not like serious. I'm not like, listen, I have anxiety and you're going to deal with it for the rest of your life if you choose me. I like make it funny. I'm like, oh, I hope the bar doesn't have an elevator. And then I'm like, because I'm really scared of elevators. I like make it funny. I feel like if you bring up like a humor with whatever fear, irrational fear you have or like weird cork, I feel like if they do like you, then they're going to think it's like cute. And if not, they're going to run and you don't want them anyway. Yeah. Amen. Amen. What are your thoughts, Tori, on yes. um, sex on a first date? Um, I definitely don't think you should do it. I've never, the only one time I had sex on a first date was this guy from Bumble. And we Ooh. only had sex. Oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God, awful. I thought he was gay. That's why I had sex with him. Because everything else was so bad that I was like, like we were doing, it, I didn't want to have sex with him. Yeah. Well, okay, this is this story is really sounding off. I'm putting myself... We were doing stuff, and he was so bad. I was like, I just, like... I was like, I need this to be, like, better. So then it went from fingering to eating me out, then to having sex, and it was all just awful. And then, I guess, then it turned into a one-night stand. Yeah. And I, he, like, texted me the next day. I never heard from him, but honestly, I really didn't want to hear. The only reason I wanted to hear from him is because he owned a restaurant, and I would like to go. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you didn't hear from him if, if you didn't want to hear from him. I mean, I do. I think that if, I mean, there are certain instances in relationships where relationships do start from one night stands, but yeah. I don't think a lot of them do. What do you think? No, I agree. I think, well, I think, first of all, the moral of your story is that you shouldn't meet a guy on Bumble. No, <laughs> definitely not. No, just kidding. But the, but I think I agree. I think sex on a first date has never really led to something like legitimate I think unless like unless you knew the person previously or like had any experiences with them however of course there are exceptions yeah um like if you have sex with someone who like you're clearly hotter than then they're still gonna like be interested you know what I mean (laughs) you're like Um, won that one (laughs) yeah but like other than that I don't know Justin what do you think for for me I think I was a little old-fashioned on that I I just think there's something that if you if you let it build up a little bit, it's a little bit more special. Yeah. Yeah. I never had anything last from a one-night stand. Right. I actually, yeah. I recently had this guy on my podcast who told me that he has a one-month rule that he tells women, like, um, we're not doing anything until, like, a month. 
And I thought that was really interesting. And he said that, like, all these women thought that he was gay because of his rule. But <laughs> no, I, I didn't think this guy was gay because of the rule. I thought he was no, gay yeah. because of he really liked talking about things that were gay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does that mean? He loved talking about how he loved to go to the Equinox steam room. Yeah. And he also loved Barney's and wanted to take me to Barney's and his Hampton house. And there, okay, I'm, this is sounding like a guy who just is rich, okay? But there, he was, he came off as very gay to me and he loved his mom and I, he loved cocktails and I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. He's a, it sounds like he's effeminate. Yes. And you Maybe. want like... I want like a, he was a little too feminine for me. You want a guy who will like wear his old navy. Exactly. Yeah. Or L.L. Bean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Alyssa, what do you think about sex on a first date? I think, like, if the passion is there and you want to, like, see it through, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially mm-hmm. if you're not, like, expecting anything to come of it. Like, some of my friends just, like, need to have sex sometimes, and they just kind of go with it, and it's fine. And everyone ends up okay. True, true. <laughs> but do they end up in relationships? No, no, no. I don't think yeah. that's the point. I think it's just like, <laughs> yeah. they just got to get It's like them. if you want to have sex, then yeah. have sex. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Nick? Uh, I totally disagree with you three. Um, here, here's the thing. I, uh, I think if you want to wait, I think that's great. I think if you want to have sex, that's great. I think most first dates don't work out. So if, right? So if you're going to hook up with someone on the first date, there's just still a good chance it might not work out. I also think people who enjoy having sex with each other will keep having sex with each other. And I think that people who like having conversations with each other will continue to have conversations with each other. I don't think guys lose the respect for women if they hook up the first time that the stereotype is. I, I don't agree with that at all. Are you just saying that so people listening will have sex with you on the first date? <laughs> no, I don't also, I don't, I, I'm not saying I want to no, have sex on the first date. I, I don't mind waiting at all. Right. I'm just simply saying the people I've had sex with, if I've really enjoyed it, I will want to have sex again. And it doesn't matter if it's the first time. And if I, again, if I enjoy her company, I'll want to hang out with her again. But have, um, have you ever had sex on a first date and been like, Whoa, I'm done, I'm repulsed? Sure, I think most people, again, like people give such dating a hard time is that like the odds are it's not going to work out. You know, the most people you will date uh, that will, it will never fail is one. So I think people should give themselves a, a break sometime. And if you want to have sex, like that's the thing. Most time you have sex with someone, it's like, well, that's pretty good, you know? But I'm yeah. also good. yeah. I, I just don't think, I think it's a false premise that you will hang out with someone and go, I'm not going to hang out with you again because you've given it up. Like, I've lost respect. I don't right. agree with that. Yeah. But I feel like it's not about losing respect. I feel like a guy can be like, listen, that girl's really hot, but I already slept with her, but there's exactly. always other hot girls. Yeah, Like, I don't exactly. think it's the word, like, dis, like, I've lost respect. I think it's more just like, there's so many other hot girls. Like, it's, it's just not, and, and also it's like, you don't have anything to hold on to. Like once, if you've had I, sex yeah. on the first date, like it's like it's like why do I need to call? Like exactly, like why I, do I, I need agree. to call I, this I, person? Like we already we already went to like every base. Like we're home base. Like we did a home run. Like it's over. But why do you keep like you hang out with them because you like them? I do think there again it's false because all you're doing is delaying the inevitable. If he doesn't want to have sex with you again or she, it like waiting three weeks isn't going to change that. And, like, if he doesn't enjoy talking to you, like, waiting three weeks isn't going to change that. But I guess I guess my point is, like, I have a friend who went on a date and she had sex with him mm-hmm. on the first date. And it turned her off 
from wanting to be with him because she was like, I can't believe we already did all the things that like would have been fun if we had waited and like led up to them. And now it's like, I, I would argue that in three weeks she would have felt the same way. Not if it was like someone that you really, really liked. Again, if you're someone who has like a checklist of like these weird standard, like again, I don't know why people have all different reasons why they date someone. Someone might say like, I don't want to date someone if they don't get to go to college. Well, that's fine. That's, that's a weird thing to do, but some people do it. Um, I'm just saying for the people, if you want to like, if your reason you date someone is because you connect with them and they bring out the best in you and you laugh and have fun and you can connect physically, that shouldn't change whether you do it the first time or in three weeks or you wait a year. And if you're dating someone because like you want to feel like a prize or something, then, then that's going to change. Someone needs to test this out. Yeah. We need, we need two testers tonight. We need a t- two testers. We've got one. And if we you like want to wait, that's great. in the back. Okay, test it out, test it out. We'll, we'll let us know, we'll do a poll. Um, actually, speaking of polls, we were talking about this upstairs, like, we were asking the guys, like, do you, what were we saying about, about head? We were like, is there such thing as, oh, we were like, how do you know if you're bad at giving head? And if- He says, ow. <laughs> and if you've never been told, like, that's this is so good or like that was really good you've never been told it's so good then you relax (laughs) no i'm not you i'm saying i'm I'm repeating the question if you've never been told that you're good at it are you bad at it that was the question that what we were gonna ask not necessarily but i would i would uh i think it's 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 one of those things it's one or the other right yeah like again it's a blowjob so unless it hurts it's pretty good yeah you know and in the moment like yeah. it's just like the connection you, you you it's going well and a guy sometimes say things oh wow you're so good at that right <laughs> but they're just like in the moment not thinking because like they're getting a it job. might it's yeah if, if it says you're the best ever that might be slightly an exaggeration i mean unless yeah. it was his first blow job then right yeah. <laughs> then he's like it is the best. no but that that's the same thing as like if a guy says or like yeah if anyone says i love you during sex it can be. It should be disregarded. What? 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 What did you say? Never like, if anyone that. says "I love you" for the first time during, during sex? sex, yeah, there's a moment of pause there. Yeah, yeah it's like, well, that post not clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. What? <laughs> um, anyway, um, we're gonna start with Justin. Does it sure. matter who says "I love you" first? Well, um, I, I honestly, I've, I this is gonna, I'm gonna like sound like the corny guy, but I I think I only said I love you to to Kate probably because ever like yeah I said it first actually with her mm-hmm. when I was 19 in her dorm room drunk. That's cute. I was a little drunk. Yeah. But then I had to like go with it, you know, because right. I remembered it, mm-hmm. so you couldn't like take it back wait before I ask the other panelists about the I love you verse a question just came to me have you ever been to a wedding of people that met on hinge like have they ever invited you and you've gone yes that's so cute it's pretty cute actually Kate's best friend uh, got got married now has a child uh, because of hinge so wow do you get commission off of that no That's fucked Actually, up. people ask if we want to pay for their wedding. And I'm like, we already gave you eternal love <laughs> yeah. for free. And they're like, do you want to pay for our wedding, too? It would be great publicity for you. <laughs> like, yeah. 
You're like, we're good on publicity, thanks. Um, Do you know what, like, the most common opening line is or, like, the most successful opening line? I think we try to... I mean, we try to kill the opening line thing with Hinge, right? That's the whole point of the liking a picture or a prompt so that you actually start a conversation that's about, like, them instead of just, like, a, hey, how's your Monday? Right. Which is kind of, like... The worst question ever. The most common opener, or like, hey, or like, yeah. a, like a little wavy hand. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do the wavy hand. Do the wavy hand. <laughs> I don't think, there's worse. How's your Monday is way worse than. Yeah. Hey, how's your No, the Monday? worst one is, what do you like to do for fun? Oh. Terrible. Or do you want to hear something fun? I've never gotten that. <laughs> and then what do they say? And then I don't respond because I feel like it's going to be a dick pic. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wait. Do you monitor Hinge so that dick pics are not sent? Uh, actually, you can't even send images on Hinge. So mm. no dick pics. Guaranteed. Well, I guess should I answer that guy then? <laughs> so, okay. Well, we're going to go back to the I love you question for a second. Tori, does it matter who says I love you first? Um, I guess my past two relationships, the guy did say it. And maybe I could have said it. But I was, I don't know. I, I, do, I personally think the guy should say it. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone is different. Totally. Alyssa? I don't think it really matters. I think if you're getting to that point anyway, like ideally both partners are feeling like they're getting there. So it doesn't really matter who says it first. It's mm-hmm. just like great when someone finally does. Ideally right. you both feel it and that's chill. What about you, Nick? Maybe that's too idealistic. I no. Uh, no. I don't think it matters, no. <laughs> What's the soonest that you said I love you to someone? I mean, I was on The Bachelor. <laughs> Did you say I love you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's how it works. Did you have to say I love you? Like, did they yeah. say, like, okay, no. tonight we're going to say our I love yous? Uh, no, you don't spend a lot of nights together. Just wanting, usually not saying I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. Nice. And, yeah. Okay. Or it's like if you, or if it's like you're ready to say I love you, but both of you like aren't ready yet. So you both are like, I really like you. And then you like hang up the phone that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think think honestly that sometimes that happens. You kind of feel each other out and maybe you kind of have like a pet name or like a pet phrase. You're kind of like imply it and someone shoots their shot. But like, and again, like it, it varies. Like, when you say, does it matter, like, if I were dating someone who felt it? And again, like, I think timing matters, right? Like, if, if someone, like, just says it in week two and you're not ready, that's weird wherever. But if you're both feeling it and someone, like, goes for it, I'm not going to be like, well, I, I, I was going to say it, but you told me first. So, like, yeah. you no. Know, like, I don't think it matters. But would you say it back even if you didn't feel it? Because it's, like, awk. Oh, uh, no. Would you? Probably. <laughs> That's not a great way to start off the love relationship. But, but I wouldn't, like, be with... I hopefully wouldn't be with someone who would say it prematurely. Okay, so let me ask you a question. When, when that happens, right, and then inevitably you break up with them because you didn't really love them, and they go, but you said I love you love me. And then you just... What do you say then? Do you say you were lying? It, it felt awkward to not. It felt awkward. Uh, doesn't that sound worse? Not if you're honest about why you said it back. Okay. I don't know. 
What wouldn't you say it back? I would be really, like, I think that's definitely a way to hurt someone worse. I feel like it hurts them worse. We need to do a poll question, obviously, but I feel like it hurts someone worse when you're like, thanks, or like, I appreciate your love. No, I'm not saying, but like, I don't know, if you're in a mature relationship, you say like, I, I'm not there yet, you know? Yeah, but then they're going to be like insecure for the rest of the relationship. Well, then you've learned something about that person. Yeah, yeah, true, facts. You know, I mean, if they're not willing to like go with it, you don't say I love you to someone if you're not ready for the answer you don't want. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Would you say it back if you were told prematurely and you didn't feel it yet? No, I think I'm with you. I think it's like a, yeah, you're honest about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. you are. So I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I would have said it too. Yeah, I would have been like, I love you, and then called my friend and be like, he said I loved him. He said he loved me, and I don't love him. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like immediately, or you, then you'd take it back? You'd be like, oh, like, I'm sorry, I didn't, that was, that I like blurted, so I blurted it out prematurely once. Follow like, up yeah. question. Like, take it back? Because I, with a lot of my friends, I'm like, love you, love yeah. you, like when you yeah. say bye, and so I did that accidentally, like, too soon, and we both just, like, paused and, like, laughed about it, and he was like, it's okay. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I meant it like a friend. Like, love you too. Yeah. And like, we didn't say it yet for a while after that. Like, it was right. literally a slip up. It was right. too soon, but. Yeah. yeah. So it's question. Nice. I mean, I think in this situation, we're debating whether you're eventually going to fall in love or you just don't love them. What right? do you mean? Well, if you're saying, well, if someone says it too soon and you don't feel the same way, there's two scenarios. Either you're never going to end up falling in love with them or you eventually get there. Right, exactly. And that's why I don't think it's so horrible if you say it back in that moment. Because, like, Unless then you, you don't can get there. get there. Well, don't you think it's at least in that moment, whether it's the second day or two months, that you, like, something inside, like, maybe you're not there, but, like, sometimes you hear and you're like, you know what, I am never going to get there. Yeah, You know, yeah, like, yeah. I and think you kind of, you, your gut says something in right, that moment. Right, Like, it might yeah. push you to be like, oh, fuck, this is not the right person. Yeah. yeah. Or it might like, push you to be like, this felt like it could be right soon. You know, you never know. You never know. Okay, so I had to take a Hinge prompt from Hinge. And I'm going to ask all of you guys, because it's kind of like silly. I, I, I never, like, I, when, when we're talking about the Hinge prompts, I kind of like the positive ones. You know what I mean? That like show the good side instead of like, what's your like biggest flaw? I don't know if that's actually a question, but you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we remove most of the negative ones. They, oh. don't, they don't really work. Oh, really? Like, I mean, you, yeah, I think your intuition's right. Well, I was going to ask the um, worst trend you participated in. Oh, frosted tips. That's always the answer. Really? Everyone oh. says that. That's because I said that. Everyone um, says that. A lot of times people take the hints from the, from the like, sample answers underneath the right, prompt. When you're, that's right. how we, we're like, why does everyone say that like, they're with the dog at the party? Yeah. And then we finally yeah. realized like, that was the suggested answer. <laughs> right. Oh, like where to find me at a party? Yeah, where to find me at a party. And people are like, with the dog. What are the, like, uh, why, like, what, what a weird answer. Like, yeah. Why is everyone on him saying with the dog? And how is there a dog at every party? And dog, like, what, what parties are you going yeah. to? <laughs> Really? It's like at Petco. <laughs> <laughs> it's a day. Yeah. Um, what about you, Tori? Worst, worst trend? Um, I'll never forget, in eighth grade, it was, like, really popular in my school to, like, have your thong hang out a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was during, like, the I'm a slave for you, Brittany. Yeah. And you would, like, pretend like you didn't notice, and your friend would be like, your thong's hanging out, and you'd be like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. And then you'd be like, leave it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, 
Probably those like, you know, Hervé Léger, mm. those like bandage dresses. Obviously. Yeah, I actually worked for them. Oh, Ooh. really? Yeah, it was one well, of my first When they were jobs. hot, they were hot. I was like merchandising them and like yeah. finger spacing the racks of bandage dresses. <laughs> I mean, they're still like kind of hot. If you have like, if you have the body for them. I, I guess some people still wear them. Yeah. No offense to anyone who still wears yeah. Hervé Léger. Someone's like, I've been saving up for my Hervé <laughs> for three years. Sorry. Um, Nick. Uh, I had a rat tail in like the second grade. No, you did not. I could see that. That's so, I feel, <laughs> that's super Milwaukee vibes. Yeah, like through second grade. Do you miss yeah. it? Yeah. The rat tail? A little yeah. bit. Maybe Did you edgy. save it? Or like... No, I just cut, cut it off. I also yeah. frosted my tips. <laughs> Which is so, weird because my hair like gets naturally highlighted in the summer and then I like grew up and realized that I'm like, that seemed unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> How did that start? Was it NSYNC? Probably. Yeah. 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 Probably. Justin's so hot. <laughs> Nick, what's the funniest slash worst or just funniest or just worst? sexual experience you've had? I mean, I don't know if I've, like, what do you... Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. It's all pretty good. Oh. What do you mean, like, I mean, uh, when I was, like, when I was, like, in high school, I wasn't having sex, but me and this girl were, like, you know, messing around, going to all the bases, except for home, and her parents caught us. So that was pretty awkward. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't come, they didn't walk in. Like, yeah. you, I like, I knew we got caught, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there was like a rattle and then it was like this really awkward and then her like dad had drove me home, which was super weird. And then she like, <laughs> she called me the next day. She's like, I'm not allowed to hang out with you anymore. And, <laughs> and that sucked. That does suck. That's probably for the best. But that's not a bad experience. I yeah, I mean, you I- You got lucky. I, I'm curious to hear some of yours. I've just never had this, like, really terrible, like, yeah. I wish I wasn't here moment. Alyssa? I mean, I dated someone who was, like, a good bit older than me and just, like, couldn't get into it. And that really sucks. Like, he couldn't know. get hard? Yeah. Mm. How old? And he was just probably, like, late 30s, and I was like, is this oh. really, like, what happens? Like, you just lose your mojo entirely, or, like, is it me? Like, is this what happens? Guys? Shitty. Is that what happened? Again. Maybe I, it was I, me. I, I don't know. know. Um, <laughs> he was very in his head, and, like, right. he was a cancer, and it was just, like... I, I, that can happen. I mean, like, from yeah. time to time, I think for any age, if, if a guy is in his head or stressed out and has yeah. anxiety, that can definitely have an effect. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. I oh, feel no. I almost feel bad asking you because you're married, so there's not really much you can say. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna decline this one. Okay. <laughs> Dang, I should decline. But I'm also like I haven't had any, I've had some like weird bad dating experiences, but I don't know about like a dating experiences. Well, so worst. Well, funniest or most embarrassing was when I so in, back when I was dating on Hinge in the interim period. How would you, like, connect with people, by the way? Did you just have, like, all power? Like, I like her. And yeah, her. we didn't have God mode. And I just kind of yeah. used it like anyone else. Yeah. Uh, so then what was your job on it? You said that, you, like, you worked for Hinge? or Yeah, I did. But a lot of times people, it was kind people of People thought you were fucking with them. Yeah, that or I would show up and they hadn't, and then they would ask me what I did. And that was also awkward because they, like, didn't actually read the profile. And right. I, <laughs> but so what was the oh yeah oh sorry the story oh so the worst my, my worst or probably most embarrassing story on this one was I was um, I was dating a girl that I'd met from Hinge sort of 
on and off, but she traveled a lot and I traveled a lot, so we didn't really see each other. And then, um, and I had another date planned that night and, uh, and I reached out to, or we started texting and, and so we realized like the next time we could see each other was like a month from now, but she said, I can do something tonight. I'm like, oh, so I was like, I'm doing something a little bit earlier, but I can, I can meet you after. So we agree to meet after and I go out to dinner with the first girl, uh, and it's not one of my wisest decisions. And so I'm like sitting there having dinner. It's fine, but like not great conversation. And then walk her down the street and then run up to my apartment, like change clothes. And then I, and then I call her and she's being kind of like awkward and weird. And I finally meet up with her and she's like being a little weird. And so in, at the end of the night, she was, I growing up with her and her friends and she was like staying on the other side of the table. And then finally we like, at the end of the night, we started walking together and it was just the two of us. And I got to the point where we'd either like, we have to split up and, and I was like, and she's like, um, so I have a question. Um, did you, uh, or did you not notice that I was sitting right next to you <laughs> at the first place? Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was a pretty, like, melt into the pavement sucks. moment. Why would she go on the date with you? Uh, it, it was... It was just like a melt into the pavement yeah, kind of moment. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh it my was God. so bad. That was my worst. Do you think she's For still sure. on Hinge? Yeah. <laughs> Can you check? Poor girl. Will you look it up? Can I, you I, see that? No. <laughs> We're very serious about user privacy and data. Okay. No, I cannot look that up. Uh-huh. Fine, fine. Tori? Um, at a, wait, so worst date? Weirdest or funniest sexual experience Weirders. I was dating this guy and like you ever had like thought someone was like really hot and you had great chemistry but then you had sex and it was like the worst experience ever like sure. we just had like really bad sexual chemistry and then like he okay so as wait you can say like anything on this podcast, yeah yeah right? okay I've said so much. Like, I don't know why halfway through now I've asked. Okay, so, like, as... I, I finally was, like, in the moment, I was like, okay, this is going well. And then all of a sudden, as he went down on me, he, like, sp- like spat on my vagina. <laughs> and I'm not talking, like... I'm not, like, like... Mwah. Like, I'm literally talking, like, Rose on the Titanic learning how to spit for the first time. Like... <laughs> and I was like... And I just remember being like, what are you doing? He's like, you didn't like that? I was like, I'm sorry. I've never experienced this before. And then we both couldn't get into it. And then the whole thing was really bad. Oh, and then at one point he told me that, like, my vagina and his penis was like the OJ glove. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. <laughs> what? This guy was like, he's on Hinge, by the way, if anyone. Don't tell Don't people tell that. People that. <laughs> no, he's, I think we just didn't have good sexual chemistry, but he's very nice. He's very nice. He's nice. Uh And if you like a good spit, look for him. Uh (laughs) Well, actually, that leads me to my next question. (laughs) Oh, good. Have you been ghosted, and have you ghosted anyone? Um, I... Have I ever been ghosted? I think, like, a few years ago, I probably was ghosted and upset by it. But now I don't ghost guys anymore. Like, if I really don't feel it, and they text me, I'm like, I always... I guess this is kind of a little bit of a lie, but not really. I'm like, hey, I just got a relationship. I decided, like, I'm really not ready to date. Um, but it was so great meeting you. Thanks for the date. I, I always want to say that because I never want to feel ghosted. And, like, what am I going to be honest? Well, actually, we have this, like, um, on our highlights on We Met at Acme's Instagram, we have, like, an anti-ghost text. That's great. That's a sample. That's kind of like, hey, you're a great blank 
but it's <laughs> clearly like, you know, I'm feeling more of a friend vibe between us. I hope that's okay to say. Yeah. Like, like, wish you all the best. Like, whatever. whatever I think I know. did say at one point to one guy was like something about a friend. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't want to hurt someone because like I've been hurt. So the last thing I want to do is like hurt someone. Yeah. And maybe they are great. They're just not great for me. Yeah. How, would you ever call someone out for ghosting you? Like, what do you think? Is that a good move? Yeah, I called the guy out for ghosting me. Well, how? So the guy that spit on me. I mean, not <laughs> spit on my face. He spit on you and then ghosted no, you? No, he, no, no, no. He, he went away for a month and then didn't contact me. And then he texted me when he got back, but like not even anything. He just wrote my name. He was like, Tori. <laughs> like with 20 eyes. Like I hate when people, can you write like, in that sense, that span, you could have wrote like, how are you? But he was like, I'm going to write 20 eyes. So then I, I was like, hey, welcome back. Didn't hear from him. A month later, he calls me. He's like, what's up? I'm like, hey. I'm like, anything going on? He's like, well, my, uh, my mom's, my friend's mom died. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, were you close? And he's like, not really. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I was like, well, it's really weird that you're like calling me up, like telling me your friend's mom died and you're not close. And I was like, why didn't you call me when you got back? And he's like, I know, I suck at dating. I'm so bad. And I was like, okay, I think we're better at being friends. And I was like, I got to go. He's like, wait, wait, you're getting off. I was like, I don't want to talk anymore. Yeah. So it's like kind of a call out. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to, I mean, I guess I told my friends, I was like, he literally used like a dead corpse to try to fuck me again. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's a little dark to say, but like. No, it's fucked up. I want to be honest here. It's low. You're like, and just to remind you, he's on (laughs) it. Maybe as a girlfriend now. I don't know. I haven't checked. He's not. He's not. Nick, have you ever been ghosted? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, what do you mean by ghosted? Like, I'm actually curious. Did you try reaching out to him in that month you didn't hear from him? Or no? So he, um, he were, like goes away for work, and it sounds like he's like going to jail. He's going away. For- um, no, when he went away, he was like, he didn't really say like, oh, when I'm away, I'll contact you. He just didn't. And I didn't really expect it because he wasn't very good at communicating anyway. So then when he got back, I saw that he was back, obviously, before he texted me because on Insta story. And then he texted me the Tory thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the reason why I ask is that sometimes I'm confused with how people define ghosting, right? I mean, and I would, I would define ghosting that if he didn't reach out to her and she reached out to him for reach out to him and he didn't reply and just disappeared that would be ghosting but if two people just don't reach out I don't necessarily call that ghosting no I mean I think if if let's and say I've been like flaked on and only to hear I'll be like oh I'm sorry as something came up but I've never experienced it where it's just like I was reaching out and like hey let's go on another date and they just like disappeared no yeah. there's like a whole new level of yeah. ghosting yeah. where you're like mm-hmm. dating and it's been yeah. months, and then all of a sudden it's just they like, go, they go you're like, just gone. Yeah, like, so I sometimes get confused how people will refer to, no, I to think, ghosting. I think ghosting is when someone who's like per- doing the pursuing most of the time like either disappears and like stops pursuing you, or it's when like you're dating someone, like maybe you even went on a trip together, maybe they even like called you, like wanted to be exclusive or whatever, and like inv- introduced you to their friends, and then all of a sudden... It's like nothing, you know? They just like go. I've never had that happen. Um, But like I said, I've I've been dating someone where we have plans and then like they like that night disappeared only the next day be like, oh, sorry. And some bullshit excuse. Certainly that has happened before. Right. I've I've never done that. But would you ever call that person out? Um, 
it depends, right? If if had we been like hang, well, in that situation, I didn't. Um, like I just because like they wanted to hang out again, and I was just kind of like, I thought that whole situation was a bit inconsiderate. So, and I was kind of like unsure about how I felt about that person. So for me, it was kind of like you know what, it's fine, right? right. But um, if I were just making up a situation, let's say I had been like, it's someone I was start, starting to get excited about. We have five or six dates, and I'm like kind of excited about it and then they did that I would be like well listen I really like you but that like that that was not cool and like I'm not okay with that so if you don't want to hang out anymore that's fine but like that's not okay yeah what about you Alyssa no I haven't been ghosted but like tell me if this is even worse like I feel like I have a track record of ending relationships really abruptly where like they don't see it coming at all and you end it and I'm just like we're done and they're like baby what like yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, we're done. I've been thinking about this for six months and dragged it out way too long, and like, yeah. I'm cutting it off now. Yeah, I mean, um, is there a term for is that? There a term for that? Maybe just like, <laughs> like there's no Maybe fighting. You're just like a really everything's good... fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like mentally not is there in a term anymore. For we need to invent one. I think that's just like a really good actor. Because <laughs> I've dated one of those. Maybe it's just like Are dropping. You, well, that's dropping. what I'm saying. I'm confused. You drop like in, them. In, in normal relationships, you start fighting. You're not communicating, and someone's sensing it. But what? Or when you're not feeling it, are you just like you're making them? You're like being the bachelor, or it's just like no, I really like you. It's great. Um, yeah. I I just dropped like, stuff out long after. Yeah. I know that I sh- should end it. So right. when I do finally end it, they're kind of just like, they're, what? I don't know. So yeah, I guess so I... So you're like overcompensating? Like, that's what I'm saying is if I'm in situations where you start falling out of love, yeah. you... I'm like the most non-confrontational it. person ever. So I basically don't bring anything up until I'm ending it. Okay. Well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so you know if Alyssa's having a serious conversation with you, it's over. Yeah, that's it. It's done. You're like, I know we've never spoken other than like, love you, but it's yeah. over. But like, little did you know, yeah. it's actually done. For 10 years, I hated the way you treated your <laughs> right. food, and now I just can't deal with it anymore. Pretty much. Wait, so this question is just for the guys. Um, have you ever actually been too intimidated by a girl, or is that bullshit? Too intimidated? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I... What's too intimidated? I don't know. I hear... I Like, this was actually a question that was submitted. I hear, you know, sometimes, like, a guy will be like, oh, like... Like, a girl will be like, why didn't you ask me out? And it's like, oh, like, you were too intimidating. Or, like, a guy will say that to, like, end it. I've seen a girl out that I thought was really attractive and been too nervous to say hi. For sure. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, it's interesting. Like I will sometimes get questions. I, I'm surprised that sometimes I'll get a lot of questions about like, is a guy intimidated by my success? I I'm not. I can't speak for other guys, but I don't think generally men. But maybe I don't know. But like, if some if someone see uh, a woman is say a very successful in career or uh, uh, strong minded and gives her opinion, I think that varies. I think people in general like more passive or big personalities, and I think that can vary. But in a situation, have I been too nervous to say hi? For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably more about like, do you find when you're actually knowing someone, are they like too intimidating because they're like too successful or like too smart or something like that? Is that yeah. maybe what you... Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, of course people are too intimidated to like walk up to someone. But I also think, I mean, I'm not one of those people. I like find that like I'm, I'm attracted to people who are like way cooler and smarter and more successful than I am. But... Uh, well, that's kind of the thing, though, too, is, like, if you're ever attracted to someone, like, the key to, if, like, if everyone could just, 
hit on people the same way they talk to anyone, it would be easy. But right. as soon as you have like, as soon as there's stakes, as soon as you give a shit, as soon as you're worried about being rejected, it becomes intimidating and nerve wracking. And so by definition, you either find them attractive or successful. You're drawn to their presence in some way. And so right. initially you're going to be intimidated. I think everyone is. It's almost weird not to be intimidated. Right. Well, we talked about women who are like more successful. Would you be, would you feel a type of way if you dated someone who was more successful than you? I'm generally attracted to people and specifically women uh, that I find to be, that I'm attracted to more than just their looks. Like I admire something about them, their profession, their intelligence, their dedication, their careers. I'm, I'm into that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a personal preference. Justin? Yeah, I mean, I think Kate's way cooler and going to be more successful than me. So, yeah. That's awesome. Is she- is she in the dating app world? She's not in the dating app world. She actually makes these, um, if you want to go to katemcleod.com, uh, she, she, has, she makes these cocoa butter body stones. So they're like, they, they're sort of a blend of cocoa butter and these oils. Uh, use them, it's like totally sustainable. They come in bamboo and, uh, and they actually, they also double as lubricants. They're like really oh. amazing, like massage stones. Mm. They can go anywhere you give and on one your body. To every couple that meets on Hinge, she's she suggested that. <laughs> or like actually. a discount. It's a really good idea. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Um, hey guys, <laughs> Tori, have you ever cheated on anyone or been cheated on? Um. Well, I feel. <laughs> Wait, it's like a yes or no question. Oh, oh, okay. No, but I think there were circumstances. Like, we were both 19, it felt so right, and all that song. No, that's not where I went. But we were 19, it was like college. We are in that, like, open relationship. We were dating in high school, and then college, we both wanted to experience things. Yeah. Um, I think he would have been in a relationship, like, just the two of us, if I said that. But I did other things with other people, but then when we would see each other and on the breaks, we'd be together. But I've never, like, been in a committed relationship with someone and cheated on them. Mm. I think that's very difficult to go back to. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never been in it. Mm-hmm. Justin? I, I've, like, preemptively cheated, mm-hmm. you know, where you're, like, with someone and then you, like, maybe have a night with someone else and then you just go break up with the other person before. Like, I've done that before. Mm. So I didn't, like, officially break off the old thing before the new thing. But so you cheated. I didn't try to. So I you're mean, a cheater. So you cheated. <laughs> You made it sound so nice, by the way. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, wow, he's so sweet. Yeah, yeah I was like believing you too. And then I was like, You could literally be like, I murdered someone, but honestly, they were an awful person. Yeah. It wasn't good anyway. Right. Um, Alyssa? Same. You cheated? I was going to say that. No, it was the like the nicer way. It's like the, How is yeah. that You nice? two are too it's nice. Like, like you're too, I like, didn't mean nice. We'd already broken up with them in our minds, but yeah. they just didn't It was know already going to no. end. No. It was already like hey, done. It just wasn't no. a Yeah, but for sex. you, it was done. For them, they're like, I'm going to where she is. Not, I can't wait to give her the flowers. No, not sex. Just like, just like kiss, exchanges. Like. Yeah. Nick? Uh, I have not cheated. Um, but I feel like when you're on The Bachelor, like, you're cheating yeah, every the day. Whole time. Like, well, there's like, an upfront it's contract. Like, yeah, it's like, look, I'm on a date with someone um, else in front of sure. you. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I have been cheated on you. You have been mm-hmm. cheated on. Mm-hmm. Did it had, How does it affect, like, the way that you date today? Do you have trust issues? No, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, 
I, I think very fondly about it. Uh, I think, I mean, it was, I was, uh, I do in a sense that uh, it was like, I was like 27 and I think it was, uh, it really matured me in a lot of ways. I think it was a humbling experience. Um, it's kind of like a rite of passage to be cheated on. I agree. I feel like everyone needs to be either cheated on or dumped. Or I think you should have your heart broken. Character. I don't know if you yeah. need to be cheated on. But for me, I, I, listen, I think in general, when you get cheated, it can feel embarrassing and, and you right. have a lot of pride. And the truth is anyone can be cheated on. And if you're cheated on, it has nothing to do with you. You can be in a bad relationship and you can play a role in that that relationship failing, but like you can also decide not to cheat. You can break up with them, no offense, ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, granted, I was like 16. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Sure, but like, sure. And so, like it was this year. I'm not confrontational, <laughs> I told you guys. So, I mean, what I'm saying is like, I, when it happened, I initially felt embarrassment, right? Prideful. Like when, when, when people get cheated on, they're like, oh, were you cheating? Like, how did that relationship end? They're like, oh, it just, it just ended. You know, like, right. oh, the things don't work out. Right. And it was almost a liberating experience to finally kind of realize that like, like, well, I got cheated on, right? It can happen to me. It was, it, it kind of, it helped me put my ego in check and it really just kind of made me, um, I don't know, more honest with myself. And then as far as having um, a future relationship, quite, I mean, you can choose to trust and your next relationship is not your past relationship. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between being more mindful of red flags and trusting your gut and projecting past relationships on future ones. Mm-hmm. When, when would you say, like, how do you know a relationship is over? Uh, when you stop trying, you know, when mm-hmm. you stop caring about what they're thinking or trying to just be a, you know, you know, when you're just, you're out of energy and you just don't really care about working on yourself right? or with them. Alyssa, I feel like I know your answer. You're like, <laughs> when I've been thinking it when for I 10 months. When I can't take anymore. <laughs> yeah. So you're in a relationship now, it's long what distance, but is it really going well or is he going to get it a call is. tomorrow? No, it is. He's not getting a call. Okay. He's Yet. good. <laughs> yes. And Justin, how do you know a relationship's over? Um, well, I obviously have trouble figuring out <laughs> when a relationship's <laughs> over because I kept going back. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just for me, it, it didn't feel like with everyone else, it never felt like home. I don't know how to describe it. It just always felt like I was in some like other yeah. land or something. I, I feel like you should write greeting cards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, a good relationship right. feels like home. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. Tori? Um, I've had two rela- serious relationships. One of them ended because we both were just like fighting all the time. Mm. It's like all we ever did, I would like throw my phone every day. I was like at the Apple store every day. <laughs> and <laughs> then I like kind of had the rite of passage where like someone dumped me and I had no idea what was happening. I was like mm. blindsided. Um, and that one I think is really painful. Yeah. When you have those type of breakups. That one's really hard. Because you really want to kill them. Yeah, I had one of those in like seventh grade. Okay, well, try 27. (laughs) It's pretty bad. (laughs) Her name was Kristen. And (laughs) no, but that like actually fundamentally changed. Like every single relationship after that, I was always the one to break it off. No, yeah. I mean, you become like very protective over your heart after you're broken up with. I would do say that like after the breakup I had, like I was... I just didn't care that if I, like, heard from someone or, like, calling guys out or, like, even just, like, calling them on the phone. I don't know. I was just like, whatever. I got dumped. Who cares? I can call this guy. If he doesn't pick up, fuck it. I'll leave a voicemail. Yeah. (laughs) It's better than getting dumped. Yeah. No, I actually almost feel like after you get dumped is, like, the time to date because— 
you're like so emotionally unavailable and like things don't affect you as much that like you're just like cruising through the dating world. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just don't care. You just care about the one person. Nothing can hurt you. Yeah. Okay, so we just got the cue that we are going to open this up to Q&A from you guys. So there is a microphone to right there. If you can see, there's a microphone right over there. So if you have a question, um, then this might be too complicated, but... Step right up to the microphone, if you don't mind. I feel like we're, like, on American Idol, by the way. I know, literally. Um, Come with your best song. And ask your question. So the microphone is right there. I think that there's someone going up. So go ahead. I wish we could see them more. Hi. Hi. Hi, my name's Katie Begg. Um, First of all, I wanted to say thank you for doing your podcast. I wrote my senior thesis on virtual impressions and how it affects millennial social interaction. And I think it's so interesting just talking about all these things like ghosting and we all run back to our apartments and we like do these things, even though we like laugh about them. So I think it's really interesting. Um, But first funny story, one of my best friends met this guy on Hinge. They had sex on the first date, had a great date. Um, and they have now been happily in a relationship for a while, so it is possible. I totally agree with Nick's answer. I think that it's really about feeling it out. Like, totally. Whether it's, I don't know, I'm the type of person where it could happen on the first date or it could happen two months later. So I think, like, maybe no rules. But my question is, what is everyone's definition of love? Oh, that's cute. That's cute. I feel like Justin's going to start since he already has his greeting card answer. <laughs> Well, the takeaway was that if you're going to have sex on the first date, do it, it on hinge. To be hinge. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the only way for it to be safe. Definition of love. When it feels like home. <laughs> I'm not even making fun. I think it's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, I think I like that's that. Too. And I understand what you're saying because I feel like yeah. a lot of, like, I'll ask my parents and I'll, I'll ask my mom, I'll be like, what, how did you know dad was right? And she's like, I don't know. It's just like this instant comfort. He just felt like home. And my parents didn't meet you yet. So I think it's this home thing, I swear to God. Yeah, I would say that's the answer. I mean, for me, I don't know. Uh, Selflessness. What do you say? Selflessness. Yeah, when when being selfless makes you happy. I mean, the only thing you get out of it is making someone else happy. So your love language is acts of service, is what you're saying. Uh, I don't know. She's like, because I'll do things. He'll take the quiz. Alyssa? Um... I don't know. When you guys can talk about poop, like, openly. That's it? I feel like you're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're right? Not wrong. Like, yeah. okay. That was, like, a, you know, not a serious answer, but counts for something. But you have to, like, talk about it? Can you just accept it? <laughs> no, I think... Like, you, I know you do, but do we have to, like, get in the nitty-gritty? You get to that level. You, you get to a certain level. Yeah, where you can't avoid the poop. Do you not? And until then, that's not love. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's not for you. Yeah. No, yeah. So I was way off on The Bachelor. Way off. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Um, So my boyfriend and I have been together for a little over a year. And um, early on in our relationship, we... Thank you. By the way, we had sex on the first date. It was yeah. 
And they wanted to do it again. I stand corrected. Dating. Go go have sex on the first date, guys. (laughs) Go for it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, If you're a judgy motherfucker, don't do it. (laughs) It's not about being judgy. Fuck off. I'm protecting everyone. Uh, So early on in our relationship, we talked about the possibility of bringing somebody else into the bedroom with us. Um, Now she's ruining my case. (laughs) (laughs) That's hot. Continue. uh, at, At the time, I was really against it, and he was very understanding of that. And now it's been many months later, and this topic has come up again, and he is very much interested in it and I am maybe a little bit more open to it than before but also not as open to it as he is and I'm just trying I'm just struggling with how to approach it with him and really how to dive into it and set the right boundaries and really just making sure we're tackling this um safely without ruining our relationship. I don't think you should do anything that you don't want to do ever. Um, I think I think that like you should be more than enough for him, you know, and it sounds at least from what you've said as like he's looking for more of an open relationship, you know, and I, if it doesn't make you comfortable now, it's not going to make you comfortable later, you know? And I, and I don't think that you should change who you are to please him. So yeah. that's my opinion on it. It's definitely not something you, you... Like, it's something if you... If as a couple, you guys both have a mutual interest, fine. Mm-hmm. But it's not something you do for your partner to, like, show you love them at all. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, like, go well. You're not going to get yourself into it and... There's a difference between, I think, like having, you know, being single and saying, fuck it, you know, check off something on your bucket list. If they're into that, fine. But in a relationship, like, there's just no way it's going to go the way you hope. There's no best case scenario. Yeah. Agreed. Of course. But I think it's cool that he's, like, bringing it up to you and you've created the space for him to be able to do that. And maybe on figuring out, like, what's underneath that, like, what does he really want or what's Mm -hmm. he really need? Is it adventure or is it like, is it more connection with other people? Is it like, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think, it, I think it's, it's better than just like cheating. No, I yeah. think it's yeah. good he's communicating, but I, thought, I think it should be also equally good that you should be comfortable telling him no and not being afraid of his response. Exactly. So, like if he loves you, he, it's, it's okay that he's into that. Doesn't, like I don't think you should judge him for that, but he should also be okay with, not going through with it if he wants to be in a monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. I think my definition of love, by the way, I'm going to circle back on it. I think so much of it is like seeing and being seen. And I think that like, it's just, uh, it's it's one thing. and 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 I totally agree. Like, don't ever do anything you're not comfortable doing. But also like hearing that and then exploring what's underneath it and using that as a moment for connection versus like shutting down or shame or like, no, that's not like, You know, I think that there's a way to use that to actually deepen your connection. Not yeah. not to actually do it, but to, like, dig into, like, what's what's there. Like, why? I know? agree. I think, just to follow what you were saying, I think, like, love is two people who are willing to, like, stay in something and, and try to make something work. However, I think, unless it compromises who one of, one of the people are. You know what I mean? So... 
I hope that's helpful. Questions converging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. So as a woman, is there any way to maintain a balance between creating your own sex and relationship rules in order to play the game, but without disempowering other women and creating, um, I guess, problematic gender roles? That's a great question. That was like a thesis. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. I was That's like, where thesis. did you go to college? Uh -huh. could, you, could you ask that well, out in a way yeah, I would can understand? Can you ask that in like a, like we just had <laughs> five drinks, like... No, that was so beautiful, by the way. That's a really good What do you do for a living? That's, That's really good. I, I think that you should, like, you should do what feels right for you when it comes to, like, rules and things like that. I think a lot of it's influenced by, like, our parents and, like, the way that we grew up and, like, our older siblings and the role models that are interested in, like, the same sex in our lives that, you know, give us advice and things like that. Um, but I think that, you know it's so great to like feel empowered as a woman, but that doesn't 100% translate to like how you go about relationships, how you go about sex. I think at least for me, like I feel empowered in a lot of ways, but I still like to be traditional when it comes to dating and things like that. And that doesn't take away from me feeling empowered. It actually makes me feel more powered to like only be with someone who's going to like very seriously pursue me. And I know that some some women in particular like to be the pursuer and the one in power because like they want to feel like I'm a woman, I can do this. But for, for me personally and like how I learn things and like how I see things in my life, I feel like at least like the guys I go for, a lot of men like need to feel like it's, you know, their idea a lot of the time, if that makes any sense. Um, and I feel like some men, and I bet you Nick will disagree, but some men, um, you know, like don't necessarily want to be chased. And so for that, I like to keep it the way that it is. But I still feel empowered. It's not like I would just like wait around for a text that I didn't get. Like I would only be with someone who treats me, who makes it clear that they're interested. I don't know. I don't, dis I don't disagree with you. But I, listen, I think it comes down to personal preference. I think it comes down to communication. I think there are, again, men and women, they like different things. Some people like to chase, some people like to be chased, right? And I think people should be okay with being confident in what they like and what they desire and then communicate that, right? And so if that's what you want, that's what you should seek out. And don't go for something that you're not into. You should just be honest with yourself. And as far as like in a relationship... I think it comes down to communication, kind of going back to, like, uh, two of my closest friends, they're married, and they have a very interesting marriage, and they have, I don't know the details of it, but they have, like, a semi-open marriage. Um, they're into a lot of things I'm not, and I don't want in my marriage, but the how much they love each other is something I want. They have the best relationship. It's because how they communicate, and they're so confident in what they want in themselves and their ability to talk to the other person and always be on the same page. So the way they, how they love each other so much is something I want. The way they love each other, I, I don't want that, but it's their communication and they're confident in who they are and they're not worried about being judged by anyone else but their partner and they've just found the right partner. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts? I definitely think what, I mean, what I can compromise, I mean, not compromise, understand, comprehend. comprehend. Yeah, I'm dyslexic, sorry. Um, I think what I can comprehend from what you were saying, I think what's difficult is like, a lot of my friends, I feel like it's hard because, like, they're a strong woman and they're like, I don't care to text him, but I think it's also hard because there is this, like, whole game aspect to dating. Yeah. So 
it does get really confusing. Like, what do you do? Do you play this game or you're just like, fuck it if he likes me? Like, he'll like that I text paragraphs on paragraphs on yeah. paragraphs. But then it's like, you still, I don't know. Well, I that's don't. my point. He might not, right? But then yeah. that's not the person that you're attracted to. That's not the person, right. right? Right. So the right. person, if, you, if this is just a guy you want and you want to reach out, he might not. He might not be your person. You'll, you'll get your answer. I think, again, in dating, a lot of people are always afraid of not getting the answer they want. They, they'll, they'll put themselves out there, and they start, like, lying to themselves because they're afraid of getting the answer when the right answer, if you just listen, will, like, save you a lot of time. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Hello. My name is Maggie. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, what's like up, this. Wisconsin? Hi, Maggie. Um, I'm engaged. Congrats. Um, Congrats. I'm 25, so I'm pretty young being engaged, and I'm the first out of many of my friends to be engaged. So I want to hear from each of the panelists. Um, do you think marriage is important to your life? And if so, why? Great. Um, I'm going to start with the married guy. <laughs> do I think marriage is important to my life? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because you are married. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was a choice. I, um, <laughs> it's just, it's really, it's transformative. It's, I mean, I don't know if it's just transformative, but we're, we're about, what we're about to go through, which is like having this little Leo uh, next month. So, oh, oh it's, he's a Leo? He's going to be, a, I think so. Cute. I mean, there's a possibility. Precious. Like, Precious. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, it just becomes the, the like foundation around which you kind of live your life and in a way that um, it just shifts your perspective, I think, in a really cool way where it's not really just about you and like your ambitions and all this stuff anymore. It's about like your unit. Uh, and it's cool to live from that place and that perspective. It's just, yeah, it's nice. I, I mean, I'm not in a relationship now, but I do want to be and I want to be married eventually because... I see what my parents have, and all. obviously marriage isn't perfect, but I think, for instance, my mom said something really funny the other day, like, okay, when I was younger, I had this, like, like child masturbation problem. <laughs> and my mom was like, I was like, did you think I was weird? And my mom was like, yeah, but me and your father would, like, laugh about it. And I think that's what's special. Like, at the end of the day, you have someone to, like, be with and laugh with about things that, like, I don't know, you get to just share your life with someone, even though it's really difficult. I was like, oh, like, I want that if I have a kid like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I definitely want to be married uh, someday. I think that it's, like, it's one of the most important decisions. It's probably the most important decision that you'll ever make. Um, but it doesn't, and it shouldn't really change that much about your relationship. Because I think that you should, you know, like, before you're married, you... Like, not treat each other like you're married, but you treat them with the same amount of respect. And I think it's kids that really change, like, the whole dynamic. And going back to what Tori said, like, you want someone to, like, laugh at, at your kids together with <laughs> and, like, just, you know, like, ride the journey of life and, like, starting a family. And I, and I think, I think, like, if you have found that person, then it's, then there's no reason you know, not to get married. That yeah. said, I don't think, like, I do think that it's unfortunate that it's, like, the default, you know? It's just, like, yeah. that's what we all have to go do, and if you don't do it, you're kind of, like, weird or left out. And right. Because I, no, I don't think it's for everyone. Like, Definitely. I, I, it's not for everyone. Definitely. And, and there's this feeling, like, we all have to, like, do it. Like, we have to do it, because mm -hmm. if we don't do it, then 
whatever. No, I mean, no one, no one has to do it. Um, but again, like if you found someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with, then and you think marriage is cool, then do it, you know? I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm like, I'm 25 too, and I still grapple with it a little bit. Like, I'm like, I think I want to get married, but then I'm like, is it because that's what I know and that's what I've seen? My parents are happily married for a long time. And is that why I want to get married? Or do I actually, I don't know, I grapple with it a lot. I'm like, is it realistic to be with one person forever? Um, And I don't like the idea that, like, if you don't get married, it's like a failure, you know? Mm. So I think it's changing. And for me, I feel like I just, I I am happy for you that you found like your person and are so sure at such a young age. For me, I'm like, let's talk in ten years. Right. But I think it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, growing up in Wisconsin, uh, you grew up very traditionally. Um, as I've gotten older and dated, it's it's I guess a less of a priority in the sense that I I fall in love less with the idea of things as I get older. Uh, the only non-negotiable I have for dating is the desire to have a family with someone. I want kids, right? Um, so that's the only way that if I met someone thinking I was falling in love with her and she's like, I know I don't want kids, like that's a non-negotiable for me. Ideally, I'd like to get married. My point is if I fell in love with her, she was great. We wanted to have a family together. I have, I want to be in a lifetime monogamous relationship. And she just said, for whatever reason, I don't want to get married. That wouldn't stop me because loving her and having a family with her would be mean more important than some ceremony. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and hope all the nuptials go well. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm 27. I'm the opposite of her. I'm very single in New York, and I have a specific... <laughs> I'm a very... <laughs> for the single people. <laughs> um, I have a very hinge-specific question that I think will benefit many people in here. So, I live in Williamsburg... And I, no offense to anyone in Jersey, I don't really want to date someone that lives in Jersey. <laughs> Nothing against Jersey, it's just very far for me. Are you going to start like a heat map thing so I can be like, I want to date people that are like four miles away that way and like that way, but not that way. <laughs> yeah, that's such a New York problem. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's why I thought everyone in this room would benefit. So. Uh, yeah, not on the, I mean, I, we hear that a lot from people in New York. Not pretty much anywhere else in the world, but uh, New York specifically yeah. wants to cut out Jersey is the main. <laughs> so <laughs> awful. What if, what if your person is in Jersey? Yeah. But like, there are good. What if he's like, there are, what if there are good Jersey? people in Jersey. There are. Yeah. yeah. Nothing against Jersey. Jersey. It's nothing against Jersey. It's just, it's is too it? diverse. No, it's really Are you not. sure it's not because of the Jersey Shore? I promise. Half of my best friends live in Jersey. Oh, oh so then yeah. are from Hoboken Jersey. Are from Jersey. Hoboken is close. It's honestly like an hour. So would you date someone who lived in Washington Heights but not Jersey? No. Okay, so why don't you... Okay. This is some general feedback, non-dating April Live. So you just want to walk to your date is what you're saying. But like, you know, open more doors and close less windows. You know, like... All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I'll do that. Thank throw, you. throw out your list. Your you, the love of your life is in Jersey waiting. Oh yeah. So is that a no to heat maps? Yeah. That that. Well, I mean, it's it's not. So no, he can't. It's he not impossible, be but I don't. It's not anything. We have to I tackle height. We have to okay. get height back first. Okay. Okay. Priorities. Thank you. The priorities. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Ruby. Um, so I've lived here for five years. And within those five years, I've made a great great group of girlfriends and guy friends. One of my best guy friends of five years just started seeing this girl a year ago. 
Um, and she, within the last year, he's like retreated from the group and mm. doesn't come out to any group like gatherings. And I've and I um, he told us like he told all of us that he told the girlfriend that him and I had hooked up two years ago, and she like hates me for that. <gasps> um, yeah, and it's like frustrating because all of our both like his roommates and best friends are friends with my girlfriends, and like as a group, we all love each other. Um, and so I've kept my distance the last year just to be respectful of their space. And, like, I only say hi to be cordial in public settings. And so this last weekend I saw them, said hi, thought it was fine. And I found out yesterday that she made him block me on Instagram <gasps> and delete my number. This is not going to last with him. This sounds yeah. like her yeah. problem. This Bad is over. News. I know. And I'm, like, torn because I've known him for five years and I don't know what to do, like, do I get lit, like give him his space and let him figure this out on his own, or do I fight for our friendship and I feel bad yeah. bringing in our other friend groups, like our friend, mutual friends? It's literally his roommates and my best friends, and we're all like together all the time, and it just makes it really uncomfortable. Yeah, this has nothing to do with you. Yeah, I it know. has everything to do with him and her. Yeah, and clearly either she's super insecure and jealous or he doesn't make her feel like she should be secure about the situation for you. Right. So okay. it has literally nothing to do with you. I would ride it out, let them break up soon, which they will, <laughs> and then he'll come crawling back and say he was sorry that he was a bad friend. Um, but, I mean, just anyone trying to control someone like that, I would never make someone block someone. I think yeah, that's, that's true. That's toxic relationship stuff. I can't wait for this relationship to end. Yes. <laughs> Can yeah. you DM all of us? Send us a group DM when it's over. Yeah, please. No. We will. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so do not fight him for it. Like, no, you're no. so good. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Let it play out. Just keep, let, keep it, on let it go. They're going to break up and then three years from now she's going to see you and she's going to be like... <laughs> and she's she's going to be like, I cursed the day you were yeah. born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Of course. Fuck that girl. <laughs> Hi, can you, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My question's for you, Lindsay. Um, I know that you talk a lot about like do's and don'ts in dating. So I just wanted to know like, did you break, mend, or follow any specific rule in your current relationship? Ooh, that's good. Good one. That's Ooh, really good. Boyfriend's in the audience. <laughs> oh, um, better. Love it. I, hmm. Um, no, I think I actually, I really, it sounds so, like, boring, but I kind of did follow, like, like, I practice what I preach in the relationship. I, like, waited a fair amount of time before having sex to, like, get to know each other. And also because it's, like, fun. It kind of reminds you of, like, high school when no one had sex and, like, you're just doing things and getting to know each other and you have that build up, which is really cool. Um, I... Hmm. Well, I talked on a recent episode, like I used to say that breaks were like bad for a relationship, but I guess I broke that rule because we took like a mini break at some point um, and it was really helpful for us. Um, I'm trying to think what else I'm preaching. I well, I've never, I always say like you should never um, ask someone like their number and like about like their exes and previous people. I've been true to that. Like I would never do that. Um, I, I actually, I did ask once um, like if he's hooked up with anyone in his friend group, cause there are some girls there, but I would do nothing but treat the people with respect if, if he had said yes. 
Um, and if and yeah. Um, I feel like one was yeah, like tell me. the um, this like texting rule. Oh yeah, the saying thank you after the date. You that mean? that one or or um, like texting him first. Or, oh like, yeah, no, I like text- didn't. I did not text him at all. Like <laughs> until I never initiated in the beginning. Yeah. Um, until I felt like very confident in the relationship. Or until there was something that like happened that was so funny that was in our inside joke on the the date before, you know what I mean? Um, but I never and I never sent a thank you text after the first date. Um, like he totally texted me first after that. Um, but yeah, so I think I think that I, I pretty much followed them. But if I think of anything, or if you have any other like specific questions of if I followed that rule, no, yeah. But yeah, that's a great question. Thanks. I don't and know if I've anyone broken... else has any other rules that they follow. But... Yeah. I definitely follow the rule of like, don't text them first. Yeah. Like after the date, just like wait. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, they always, even if it's like a week, they always come. They always come. <laughs> like they just don't, come. don't text. Yeah. You don't need to text yourself again. what you want to text <laughs> the person. Exactly. Like Being you... like, hey, I had such a good time. And being like, oh my God, hey, I had such a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Have a conversation with yourself. Just don't, like, yeah, don't do it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hi. Um, this kind of goes with rules. I'm also very single, and I love to smoke weed. And I know, like, a common date is you go for drinks. But, like, i much rather smoke a joint with a guy than go get a drink with him. But, like... That pretty much just ends up the guy just at your apartment or somewhere more private for a first meeting. And unfortunately, we don't live in California. You can't just go anywhere. So basically, how do you like, do you, do you think I should stop telling guys right away I want to smoke weed with them? Because it, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's an obvious question. Yeah. But like, if that's what you enjoy, I just say like, or like, I find that a lot of guys try to impress me like by smoking with me and then they start bugging out right away. And mm. like, but, like, it's yeah. genuine to who I am. And, I, you know, I work five days a week, like I'm sure most of you do. And you're tired and you want to do what you want to do. There's only so much time for dating. But it clearly hasn't gotten me far. Do you have any advice Here, in regards? Here's the difference. Also, I like to smoke weed more than I drink. Okay. okay. But it's, like, when people say, let's get a drink, that's, like, a social, like, it's, like, a social thing to say, right? Right. Get, let's grab a drink. It doesn't necessarily mean let's go get drunk together. Yeah. Right? So, like, when you come and smoke weed, it's pretty hard to, like, not get high when you right. smoke weed, but right? But I'm a functioning stone. I don't, That's not, fine, but I'm just saying the idea of let's get a drink, like, don't get, you know, if you're not a drinker, go get a meal of food. Go get go grab dessert is a great alternative. Right. Let's go grab a, let's go grab a piece of pie. Let's go so grab a cup of coffee. So, basically, should I not tell anyone on a first date, like, should let's, I just not bring up weed anymore? Yeah, because, like, that's a whole different thing, and if, you, they, if they want to get mm-hmm. high, it sounds fun, but again... The idea is not to get drunk on our first date when you say, let's grab a drink. Right. You know, it's okay, to have so a conversation. Okay, so same for weed, you're saying. Yeah, yeah okay. because we're in New York, I would say, like, for your safety, just, like, save it for, like, a third date, you know? Just make sure they're not trying to do the wrong thing. All right. Anyone else? I, I, <laughs> no, do you have something? <laughs> well, Carolyn's one of my good friends. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to tell people. But Tori has a great vape pen, everyone. Try to hit it after the show. Anyway, I, don't, I don't think you should invite them over for the weed. I try not to. Uh, all right. Uh, next question. I'll no, see you. No, no, wait. <laughs> no, I don't have I, an answer. I don't I know. An I, I think it's hard because this I understand. Like, like so many hours of a day. Yeah, if that's what you like doing, it's like at the end of the day. I mean, but you. it's not. 
I get it. Because, like, I'm not a big drinker and I don't really like drinking. But, like, if I go on a date, like, I'll have, like, a half a drink just because— I guess that's like what society says. I don't. No, I, don't I think I don't first know. of all, hi. So Hello. good to hey, see Lindsay. you. Good um, to see you. And thanks for coming. I but love this. I think so. I used to smoke weed all the time, mm-hmm. um, and it's I, I used to do that as well, like all the time. Like, oh yeah, you want to go like smoke a joint on the second date? But right. I think the problem with that has nothing to do with weed and more to do with the fact that you're inviting them over, like, and it's it's like giving them the wrong idea, right. and it you know, might make them, like, either do something that they're not used to doing because they want to impress you or just, like, be in kind of, like, a weird position. Like, maybe they, like, can't smoke the way that you smoke, as you mentioned. Yeah, like, they bug out. Then it's, like, an awkward second date regardless, you know? I think if, like, if weed is important to you and, like, it's fun and, like, to avoid maybe inviting them over, maybe, like, bring, like, a weed brownie on, like, your third date (laughs) and be like, do you want to, like, eat this brownie and, like, see a movie or, like, go to, like, the museum together and, like, look at shit? You know, like, there's always, like, different different ways to do it. Yeah, can't you just bring, like, like a discreet weed pen and offer it to them? Yes, I'll bring some shrooms. No, but the thing is, on Hinge, they have an option to say whether or not you smoke weed or not. I was going to throw that out there. Yeah. 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 So I found uh, that when I don't check that off, I get more matches, weirdly. I don't know. Is it just, like, the city? Like, what is it? I don't... Because, like, I'm sure in California, that's no big deal whatsoever. Right. They're still not inviting you over to smoke weed on their first date. Or me, don't invite them over. Either way. Yeah. Okay. I guess anything to do with, like, inviting the person over to do anything just is, like, implying we're not, like, now it's just the two of us. Like, I don't know. It just takes, like, a level that you should maybe do, like, further on when you know them. And it also, longer. like, even though weed is, like, so amazing, it, it like, kind <laughs> of puts this, like, wall up sometimes where, like, you're not, like as connected to the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, you're both kind of, like, all of a sudden, like, in your own head and, like... Right. Like staring at like the wall you for say like crazy a while. shit you don't necessarily yeah. mean. Yeah, so guys, maybe save that. I think this was uh, you know they said there's no stupid questions. I think this might have been a stupid question, no, but thank you. No. It wasn't at all. Well, thanks, no. thanks for uh, the advice. I'm gonna t- I'm not gonna say it from now on. Yeah, until second or third date. Try second fourth, date? fourth or fifth. Fourth oh, or fifth. Really question it. All right, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, claps. Wait, what time is it? Okay, great. We have time for more. Perfect. So, love the podcast, and thanks to all of you for being here. So, my question is, is there such thing as bad timing in a relationship, or does that mean you just weren't meant to be? Just weren't meant to be. No, but don't you think your relationship at first started as bad timing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was a horrible time. I mean, I just wasn't ready. I was 19 years old, and I think, yeah, but it was. we worked out in the end. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're 19, it's different, but... I think, like, if you're, like, in a, a formed adult and there's nothing, like, holding you back and you just say, like, oh, it's bad timing, then, like... Not meant to be. It's not meant to be. Yeah. Hi, I'm Sam, 25. Um, I consider myself to be a little old-fashioned when it comes to dating. Um, and like you guys said earlier about if they don't text you after a first date, like, don't text them if that's kind of what you go for. But I feel like, does that hinder kind of, like, meeting someone if you immediately just, like, X them out? If you don't hear from them, if they don't text you to say, like, did you get home safely? I had such a great time. That's my question. Uh, I think, yeah, a lot of, like, rules uh, sometimes can uh, 
cross off people you might actually like. But it just depends how much you actually value it, or is it something you've you you had when you were young and you you've held on to and you've called it old old fashioned. Uh, if it's important, you just have to figure out how really real important it is it to you. Right. You know, if it's like a checklist to like prove his love for you, then I don't know if I agree with that. Well, does that just mean like if you didn't hear from him, like yeah, if if, if so, if you're traditional and if he doesn't text you, you should move on and you shouldn't look back and say like, what if I texted him because he has your number. Yeah. He initiated the date. And, you know, he can text you if he's interested, I think. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't think you have to be old-fashioned to know that if, he, if he's into you, he'll like you. Right? He'll yeah. respect you every job. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. I just didn't know if that was, like, an old-fashioned kind of thing. Like, he doesn't text you. Or he no, say, like, no. Did you get home safely? I feel like me and Lindsay are very much on the like, same yeah. page. Like, you, like, and I feel the same way. Like, until it feels like, okay, I'm in this, maybe it's not a relationship yet, but it's, like, I'm clearly, like, dating this person, and then I feel comfortable enough to, like, text them first. But before that, I think, like, there needs to be, like, a little game or just don't reach out. Wait for them. Agreed. And I have a second question. What are your thoughts on trying to, like, hit on someone at the gym? I I love to work out. And I feel like that's such a great place, but it's also, like, very hard to just... Give us a situation. Just be like, you look so familiar. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's harder. I, I feel like more men would be okay with it than women. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Um, so you're in. So, I, I'd be fine with it. I mean, come on over. So if a guy's on a treadmill, you could just. Well, I guess if it's weird if he's like sweating and running. <laughs> or just be like, wait, question, are those shorts? Thing. You could be like, are those shorts Lululemon? I don't know. I'm like really trying to think of something to say. No, say yeah. you look familiar and then he'll... Lindsay, like, does that work? I generally yes. think that if someone's interested it in works. you and you hit on them, they'll be open to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Any good like lines, Nick? You, just you look familiar. The short, you like the short thing? I think the short thing is good. Yeah, the short thing. Or like, did you go to... Oh, need help with something. Oh, I have okay. a good one. Like, I oh, yeah. can't yeah. figure yeah. out this machine. Did you go to this... Sorry, you yeah, you look so familiar. Then you top it with, did you go to this college? And then they'll be like, no. And they'll be like, oh my God, you look so much like someone I know. And then you walk away and you kind of give like a look. <laughs> yeah. like, or like, are you going to wipe that tomorrow? Are you going to yeah. wipe down that machine after you're done? <laughs> I just heard offer them a spot. So you should just yeah. offer them a spot. What do you mean? I don't like, know. Like, you if, know, like oh, if they're when you're, like, climbing, lifting weights, yeah. you could be like, oh, don't worry. Like, I got this. Or if like, it's a class, you <laughs> could be like, oh, have you ever taken that class? It was my first time. It was pretty good. Yeah. Something like so simple. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, we're going to do one more since it's my favorite person. And also, I feel like everyone's getting so antsy, as you can see. Um, So, Carly, who's um, recently on the podcast. If you haven't heard it, check it out. And it's not a dating question. It's actually for Justin. It's a business question. Out of pure curiosity, what's it like working for an app where the goal is to get people off your app? Mm. Like top. Yeah, so I mean, that is the whole idea of a dating app, theoretically. Um, And this gets me, I I could go on like a soapbox for a long time about digital addiction and how like screwed up all this stuff is. But uh, we are like very committed to getting people off the app and not like out on dates and off the app. Um, But our belief is that if we're like the best at getting people out on dates, then people will uh, meet their person, they'll tell other people about it, and then that's how 
we grow. Like right now, Pete Buttigieg is out there, who's the presidential candidate, telling everyone that he met his husband on Hinge. And that's like, I mean, that's, that's more than like any amount of advertising we could ever do. That's really I have to cute. tell you, I met my girlfriend on Bumble and Tinder and not Hinge, so. Oh. Sorry. But I'm a fan of the app, but I'm sorry. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. That was so funny. <laughs> that's like a... <laughs> <laughs> That's like I got into both of your colleges, but I'd pick someone else. <laughs> um, but at least you're happy. All right. What? Okay. Thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. And um, thanks, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. So let's give a round of applause for the panelists.